Welcome to Song Salad with Shannon and Scott. I'm Shannon. And I'm Scott. I'm a professional writer and your resident lyricist. And I'm a professional musician and your resident composer. And, and together, together, we toss up a new song each week. Using a random music genre. And a random topic. That's right. Using our proprietary patented pumpkin patch industrial strength salad spinner we randomize over 500 music genres and hit the random article button on wikipedia to get our topic Mm -hmm. tell our listeners what we did last week shannon last week we wrote a break course song about the lusty lady a pair of peep show establishments in san francisco and seattle instantaneous and accurate (laughs) i prepared (laughs) yes i was like i will no longer be caught off guard (laughs) by the thing we do every week a podcast host prepares yes yes that was a fun episode it was a really fun episode i thought the break core song turned out pretty good it was bonkers (laughs) um we were just on a vacation to maine for a week which was lovely and um shannon and her husband not not me yes true uh and my husband and i were listening to song salad in the car and so driving through like the beautiful <laughs> Maine wilderness, leaving Acadia National Park, listening to the like mulch me daddy yeah. like sound clips. <laughs> it was uh yeah. A nice little trip down memory lane. My my favorite one that I had forgotten about was um if you're bigger than an SUV, <laughs> then you got the goods for me. Oh, uh, that the cock rock song was a highlight uh, really and truly Cockservation, check it out yeah <laughs> well let's see what's in store for us this week as we fire up the salad spinner to generate our genre and topic do it this week we're writing a song in the style of teen pop about about canterbury a and p show Okay. Okay. So when you were a teen, yeah. did you listen to pop? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I did. I was never, I know I've said this before and it's weird, but I was never like really a music person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still am not. Like I, I don't like seek out and listen to music on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I listened to a lot of, um, well, okay. I listened to a lot of Enya uh-huh. as a teen. Yes. I also um listened to um a lot of Holst's The Planets. Oh. <laughs> a lot of just that one piece. Yeah. I oh. mean I loved them. Like I had my yeah. favorites. Um I mean Jupiter obviously is the sure, best one. Sure. And oh, and I like wore out my Avril Lavigne CD. Okay, I guess Avril Lavigne could count as teen pop a little bit. I I think she does. Yeah. Even just by virtue of the fact that like she was very young when she got popular. She, she was a teen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What did you listen to as a as a teen? Well, I definitely listened to teen pop. I listened to uh, uh, Christina Aguilera, Backstreet Boys. Definitely more Backstreet Boys than NSYNC. Oh, more Christina that's Aguilera wrong. than Britney Spears. That's right. but i also listened to like um you know indie rock alt rock of the time like um third eye blind and goo goo dolls and uh, sublime and 
you know, the punk side of things with like some 41 and yeah. uh, Blink 182, all that. And then a random eclectic mix of musical theater albums and classic rock and uh, weirdness. So, so neither of us were like deep at the teen pop scene is what I want to get at. No, I like never went and went to any teen pop concerts yeah. or anything. Like Same. I didn't have the bye 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 choreography memorized. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> so we're going to learn something today. Yeah. Now, I will say we did a Max Martin episode with our guest Joel New way back. It and was called uh, The Last Last Supper. Yes. <laughs> And Max Martin is a producer, a music producer who pretty much defined the sound of the early 2000s in teen pop. But, you know, that episode just focused on his sound. I think we can expand our horizons a little bit with this broader teen pop episode this week. Yeah. And and I also think that we've talked mostly about boy bands in the past. Yeah. Versus the broader category of teen pop of which boy bands kind of like sit under the umbrella of. Right. And, you know, it's about time we pay tribute to Britney Spears. <laughs> Finally. Just leave Britney alone. What about this Canterbury A&P show? I don't know anything about it. So how yeah. about you uh, give me the first sentence there? The New Zealand Agricultural Show, formerly <laughs> Canterbury A&P show, is hosted by the Canterbury A&P Association. Want me to go on from there? <laughs> no, no, let's save it. Well, we know it's an agricultural show in New Zealand. Does A and P stand for Agriculture and Produce? Is that what that stands for? Um, this is good audio. Mm. Agricultural and pastoral. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Got there. I was close. All right. So New Zealand livestock show. It's what the teens want. <laughs> oh, very good. Mm. I'm feeling thrown back. Yeah, me too. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. There's so much here. Yeah. We're going to have to kind of orient ourselves toward the more recent I think uh, so. stuff. I think so. Just because there's too wide a range of things to really nail the genre unless we like pick something. Yeah. But let's talk about where it came from. Yeah. Um, so in the late 1940s, actually, we're going way back there. Yeah. We got the first teen idols appearing with people like Frank Sinatra. Old blue know? eyes. Exactly. Yeah. And this uh, led into the golden age for pop teen idols in the early 1960s with people like Paul Anka, Frankie Avalon, Fabian, Lulu, Ricky Nelson. And of course, in the early 70s, the Osmonds. Donnie and Marie. So... You can tell by these uh, different artists being lumped together, like what kind of sound we're talking about, what yeah. kind of look we're talking about. And the look is very important. Yeah. Even as far back as the 60s and 70s, when we really see this start to come on the scene, an emphasis on this kind of good boy, good girl, next boy door. next door <laughs> yeah. kind of image. Right. Someone that you think is cute and sexy but would also be good to take home to your parents yes exactly <laughs> yeah like um like you <laughs> Never mind. wait say it say it <laughs> 
I was just gonna say, like, under the the like nice rapper. Yep. Like, you definitely also want to have sex with them. <laughs> okay. Like, but that's just like what the that was the whole image. It was like sex packaged inside innocence. Yeah, there's this author named Melanie Lowe who wrote that teen pop is, quote, marked by a clash of presumed innocence and overt sexuality, a conflict that mirrors the physical and emotional turmoil of its primary target audience and vital fan base, early adolescent, middle and upper middle class suburban girls. I mean, (laughs) just think for four seconds and we'll get there about Britney Spears baby one more time video yeah the school right? girl outfit she's in a school yep. girl outfit which is obviously designed to be sexy but mm-hmm. also the entire like cultural significance is innocence right and if you're not sexually attracted to her then you want to be her yes yeah to attract the people she's attracting exactly <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's a lot of um complicated cultural signaling going on here yep so do you want to listen to an Osmond song to hear the early end of this teen pop? Oh, boy, do I. Here is Donny Osmond in 1972 singing Puppy Love. And they called it Puppy Love. Oh, I guess they'll never You can really trace the line directly from him to Justin Bieber in this <laughs> in this video. Yeah. I mean, vocally, yes, you got that young, like, prepubescent yeah. sound yeah. going on, which was also made popular by Michael Jackson in the Jackson 5 at yes. this time. Um, but the hair. But the hair, too. Yes. Oh, Donnie. He had, like, the shaggy Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> before Bieber was a thing. We were watching this video on YouTube, and Scott, Scott just looked at, Donnie Osmond singing Puppy Love and just kind of remarked with admiration, what a life. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine the child stardom thing. I know. And especially for someone like Donnie Osmond, who, like, for all accounts, ended up pretty well adjusted, right? I guess. I don't know much about the Osmonds. Well, compared to, like, the Lindsay Lohans of the world. Yeah, I mean, sure. You know, and he like, you know, performed on Broadway in his late 20s, 30s, whatever it was. He was Joseph. Yeah. He's like still a really talented guy. So I don't know. What a life. Well, now we know who Scott admires. <laughs> Donny Osmond. <laughs> Admire a wide range of people. <laughs> okay. Let's move beyond the 70s. Yeah, let's shall go. We? Uh, 80s was a cool time. Period. <laughs> <laughs> With artists like (laughs) with artists like Menudo, New Edition, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, New Kids on the Block, Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Uh, This is a different sound, obviously, whereas the 60s and 70s had that sort of like orchestral pop thing going on. Uh, We get into the 80s with much more of a uh, electronic pop element. And you kind of see, I mean, starting in the 70s, sure, with like people like the Partridge family um, and Jackson five, like you see groups, but like, I feel like the original teen pop idol was like a singer. Yeah. I think that's important. And I think we should focus on that. 
yeah for, for this week because like we said we've done a lot of talking about boy bands and things but let's let's talk about individuals cool moving on moving on to the 90s yes so 1996 we got wannabe from the spice girls oh thank god which made them major pop stars in the uk as well as the us and in their wake other pop groups came into prominence uh, we saw Hanson, the Backstreet Boys, and Sync, S Club, Seven, <laughs> Bewitched, Destiny's Child, mm. uh, and then in 1999 we saw those more individual singers come onto the scene, like Britney Spears, mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson, mm-hmm. and Mandy Moore, mm-hmm. who all marked the development of what all music refers to as the pop Lolita trend. Ugh, gross, all music. Yeah. So do you want to listen to a little bit of a a collection of songs from some of those groups? I want you to make us your own Now That's What I Call Music (laughs) teen pop edition. Yeah. Please tell me, what are we going to listen to? Let's start with Wannabe from the Spice Girls. Okay. Hear a little bit of Mbop from Hanson. Great. And then close it off with Genie in a Bottle from Christina Aguilera. So good. Yeah. We mentioned the the like big four, right? Brittany, Christina, Jessica, and Mandy. Yeah. Which, <laughs> and I feel like this was like the original like, which girl from Sex in the City are you? Right. It was like, which teen pop girl idol did you identify mm-hmm. with? Yeah. And Okay. So who, who were you? What team were you on? I was team Christina. I had a Christina Genie in a Bottle poster in my room. <laughs> um, my, I know my husband was team Jessica Simpson. Really? Yeah. Does that surprise wow. you? I feel like I knew f- so few Team Jessica Simpson <laughs> members. <laughs> See, I feel like I knew like very few Mandy Moore supporters. Yeah. Also, Mandy Moore to me felt a little bit later than the others, but I don't know if that was just in my mind. No, she may have been later, but she also, um, like to me, felt the most like purposefully curatedly innocent. Okay. And like, not like I'm innocent, but actually you're going to see my thong. But like, (laughs) but like really actually like I'm innocent and I like my dad's a a pastor or something. Right. With her song (laughs) Candy. Yeah. 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 So all of those singers who we mentioned. Yeah were very popular in the late 90s and very early 2000s. And like this was pop music for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Teen pop took over all yeah. pop. <laughs> but um, then. Yes. What it, happened? Yeah. So in the early 2000s, it started to decline in, oh. in popularity. Um, 
there are a few reasons for this. According to Gail Ward, uh, according to Wikipedia, who who is Gail Ward? I don't know. I don't know. According to this person, Gail Ward. Gail. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um, oh, here. Uh, uh, Gail Ward wrote an article called I Want It That Way, Teeny Bopper Music and the Girling of Boy Bands. What? Cool. Okay. Great. So she says that the demise of Teen Pop was due to the promotional oversaturation uh, in 2000, 2001. Basically, like, it was everywhere and it was in the market. Yeah. The public's changing attitude towards it, deeming teen pop as inauthentic and corporately produced. Sure. Well, you had um, some direct playing into this idea on even like MTV with their like boy band creation TV yeah, shows yeah. and like public search for superstars and stuff. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay, well, none of this is real. Yes. You know? Well, and then there was that show um, about, oh my God, what was it called? I don't remember what it was called, but it was like Together was the band. Yes. And it was like a parody of making a popular boy band. Yep. And anyway. they had that song, You Plus Me Equals Us. Yes. That's Calculus. Yes. I remember that. <laughs> Other reasons that it declined, um, just the, the fan base was growing up, right? The people who who this music hit at the exact right time then became older and their music taste changed. Also, a growing young adult male fan base classifying the music, especially boy band music, as effeminate because the patriarchy hurts everyone. And mm -hmm. then other musical genres in partial backlash to the saturation of very corporate pop became more popular and started to emerge on the scene. Yeah, so some bands uh, either took hiatuses or retired a little bit or changed their musical style. That includes uh, NSYNC, Destiny's Child, uh, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears. So they all tried to adapt with the change in culture. Um, and then some other teenage artists who sounded more mature got on the scene, like Janae and Mario. And then singers like Avril Lavigne, who Shannon mentioned, yeah. uh, Hilary Duff, Lindsay Lohan, Ashley Simpson, uh, early Rihanna, Taylor Swift, Bow Wow, they all got on the scene and uh, got some new relevance around 2005 in the era of teen-oriented pop music. So where are we now? Well, Disney kind of took over. <laughs> As Basically. it does. The, the corporate behemoth that is Disney took over. Yeah, Disney released... These singers such as Jordan Sparks and uh, Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, the Jonas Brothers, Demi Lovato, and kind of took over that teen pop sound. And we also saw Usher's protege, Justin Bieber, come onto the scene. Who? The Biebs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Justin Bieber is who I think about now currently even though he's older mm -hmm. as the sort of like thing i identify as teen pop recently yeah i think uh justin bieber also even more contemporarily sean mendez and charlie puth oh yeah one direction even though one direction is even a little bit old at this yeah point. but yeah that that's the kind of teen pop from the uh the last decade so you want to hear a little bit of biebs yeah, let's hear some beebs. <laughs> Here's baby. Oh, 
Baby Bobby. What a great song. <laughs> a teen bop. Truly a teen bop. Um, so as far as themes that we're exploring here. Yeah. Just like teen life, I guess. <laughs> um, so love and relationships, like though like actually having relationships for the first time and the the like um anxiety and excitement that comes along with that. Yeah. Uh finding yourself was a popular theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Friendships, teen angst, rebellion, uh fitting in and growing up. Yeah. Um and then <laughs> I like I like how Wikipedia lists this as one of the like themes is repeated chorus lines. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's more of a musical theme, but yeah, you got to yeah. have a really catchy like ultra ultra catchy yes. easy to sing along to chorus like Baby, 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 oh. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, also, musical characteristics include auto-tuned vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a lot of this electronic production, um, but you also have elements of these uh, sort of like sweeping orchestral moments coming in, all with the backing of a classic rock pop band. Just to read my favorite sentence from this uh, article, because it's yet another article on Wikipedia written by an alien. Um, <laughs> emphasis on visual appeal. Quote, photogenic faces, unique body physiques, immaculate hairstyles, and fashion clothes. <laughs> <laughs> what is a unique body physique? Yeah, does that... It doesn't mean like a good physique. Just a unique one? Yeah, all of know. these people were incredibly conventionally attractive. Right. So, like, what are you talking about? An immaculate hairstyle is, like, just just clean? What does that mean? Yeah. Fashion clothes. Where do I buy fashion clothes? Not at TJ Maxx, I guess. Apparently not. Okay. Okay. So that's teen pop. Great. I think we should do, like, a Christina Aguilera, Justin Bieber, Britney Spears kind of a solo song. I yeah. agree. Yes. I want to do that. That'll be fun. Yeah. And we'll do it about the Canterbury A&P show. Cannot wait. Here we go. Mm. All right. It's been about three hours and uh, <laughs> Shannon's been looking at pictures of piggies. There are so many cute piggies at this thing. <laughs> oh, they're like way cuter than like most of the piggies you see that are just like pink. Whoa. These ones Shots are like fired. <laughs> these ones are like spotted and black and white and brown with like cream colored bits on them. They're so cute. Sounds delicious. Oh. All right. Adorable. What is this festival? Okay. So, here's the the most impressive thing about it is that it's been happening for like 156 years. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, inaugurated October 22nd of 1862 amazing so this is an agricultural show as we mentioned yes it's a combination of agriculture and entertainment uh if you've been to like a county fair or like a state fair or something then you probably know sort of what this is like it's just much bigger (laughs) yeah this is not county fair state fair things it's not really something i did growing up very much yeah um i think i went to like one state fair but really i was just there for the funnel cake So I didn't really see any of the the livestock stuff. Yeah, we had a lot of these in Connecticut 
growing up. Um, there was one very close to me called the Haddam Neck Fair that happened every Labor Day, and it definitely had livestock competitions. It had um, gardening competitions. You could submit like vegetables and flowers mm. for judging. It also had like quilting competitions. Sure. That kind of stuff, uh, but then also like rides and tractor pulls and food and games and stuff. So this show attracts about 100,000 people each year and also over 7,000 livestock. Yeah, it says it attracts 7,000 livestock, but I think it should say it features them. Yeah, I don't think that they come of their own volition. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) It's like the only watering hole has opened up in the savannah and all yeah. the animals are wandering to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like Scott said, there are competitions both for uh, flora and fauna, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. If you go to the uh, Canterbury A&P show website, they list their most popular uh, events and they include things like enduro cross, which is like a motorbike race over what looks like really rough terrain in a a course that's on the fairgrounds. You have a wood chomping competition. You have a steeplechase with horses, uh, a strongest person competition, and gumboot throwing. Yeah, this looks amazing. It looks like you just throw rain boots, and it says that they like fly the winners to the finals <laughs> somewhere else in New Zealand. Amazing, amazing. But then you also, on the website, have information about... Uh, competitions for horses and cattle and other livestock, um, parades of goats and alpacas and sheep, a carnival and a circus and live demonstrations of cooking and baking and live entertainment from musical artists. So lots going on. Yeah. It looks like a grand old time, you know? It does. Yeah. So this is happening this year from November 13th, which is my wedding anniversary, to (laughs) November 15th in... Christchurch, Christchurch, New Zealand. Zealand. So go check it out if you're there. Yeah, New Zealand listeners, of which we have 10 listeners in New Zealand. That's cool. Yeah. One of them is bound to go to this. Yeah. Hey, if you're a listener from New Zealand and you have been to this or you are going to this, get at us. The website is theshow.co.nz and tickets start at about $23 for adults if you buy online. Well, now we're just advertising for them. You know, it can't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> they could invite us to do a song salad demonstration. Um, I'm sure that they won't, but we should tweet at them. We should. So, okay. What is our teen angle on this agricultural show? Teens love goats. Teens love goats. This is a fact about teens. <laughs> Gosh, you're so right about that. What else do teens love? Well, teens love gathering in public areas where they're not going to be kicked out. That's true. The teens can all plan to meet up at the agricultural show. Yeah. And run around free of their parents' supervision. Yes. That's I good. Mean, that's honestly, like, that was the whole appeal of going to the mall, you know? Yeah. Like, it was a place you could be that you were allowed to be in a big group and no one would chase you away. Right. And you can, like, make plans to, like, hold your crush's hand on the Ferris wheel Uh, or, like, make out behind the French fry stand. Yep. That was... Okay, so the function... What played this function in my young life? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you know what I'm about to say. I'm not not sure I remember. Uh, was Kennywood Day? Oh, Kennywood! Yeah. So yeah. every year there is a a 
a small but mighty amusement park in <laughs> Pittsburgh, PA called Kennywood Park. And it is wonderful. Um, and every year, different schools around the area would have Kennywood Day. And mm-hmm. you get like a half day off school, basically. And you all just go to Kennywood and there's like discounted tickets. And it was the day where you like planned what you were going to wear. And like, were you going to wear a bikini under your tank top? Oh boy. And you're like Sophie Shorts. So you're going to roll the waistband of. Sophie's Shorts. Is that the movie with Meryl Streep? <laughs> Yes, where she okay. chooses which shorts, which to, shorts wear. to wear. Which shorts to wear, And then you would, like, plan which ride you were going to meet up with, like, the boys at because you, like, didn't show up with the boys. <laughs> uh, it was very um, important and heteronormative. <laughs> I want that important. to be the title of your biography. Very <laughs> important and heteronormative. <laughs> the Shannon Deep story. My suburban upbringing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So I I understand that um, that like excitement and the that sense of freedom of not having adult supervision. So I think like let's tap into that, but okay. at this agricultural show. Cool. And I think you know, depending on which musical artist you're talking about, it could go one of two ways. You could have the Rebecca Black Friday version of this song where yes. it's all about the excitement of meeting up with your friends. Yeah. Or you could have the Justin Bieber baby version where it's like, oh, you rode the Gravitron with Tim <laughs> instead of me. <laughs> and now my heart is broken. <laughs> you know, that's actually an interesting point. Like the uh, music videos for these uh-huh. teen pop songs that we've, seen um like justin bieber's baby takes place in a uh bowling, bowling alley, alley yeah with no adult supervision right just which a is bunch like of an, teens yeah exactly like another place that people can just like show up and hang out and like aaron carter had a bunch of uh-huh. um music videos like that where it was like a well, place where all the teens can be <laughs> well he had aaron's party when yeah, his parents yeah. were away from home yes. and he had everyone over exactly so. this is basically the new zealand version of aaron's party <laughs> I'm very proud of the both of us for not trying to do our New Zealand accent yet. Not yet. I like this angle. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. So uh, whether it's a breakup song or not, um, or a heartbreak song or not, I'm going to make it super poppy and upbeat. Good. (laughs) So do whatever you want with the angle. Excellent. We're going to have a nice, uh, ultra catchy, danceable pop hit on our hands. Love it. Here we go. I have written a whole song. A whole song? (laughs) I mean, almost. Okay. This inspired you, huh? Well, I just like, it's hard to get that feel without having several different like parts of the song. That's true. And I just wanted, I really wanted to go for it. Okay. So I have two very short verses. Sure. Then like a B section or a pre-chorus kind of thing that uh-huh. leads into a chorus that's like hopefully very singable and rhymy and fun. Okay, cool. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> okay. Choruses. Or sorry, verses. Off to a good start. <laughs> Meet me by the goat pen. Tell me that you're mine. Girl, I can't just be friends. Gotta give me a sign. Give me a sign. Circuses and gumboots can't distract from my plan. <laughs> Girl, you know you're too cute. Want to be your man. Be your man. Nice. Then we get to the pre-chorus. 
A hundred thousand strangers, a couple thousand cows. But through it all, I've got my eyes on you. From the arena to the mangers, I'll beat back the crowds to make sure the world knows what I do. Mm. Here's the chorus. Oh, boy. You're my prize-winning entry. Make my heart go whoa. You're the record-breaking gourd, softest sheep that I know. <laughs> you're the blue ribbon piggy, six years in a row. Yeah, baby, you're my best in show. Aww. <laughs> And then I imagine we have to repeat, you're my best in show, you're my best in show, you're my best in show a bunch. Yeah, baby, yep. baby, 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 you're baby my best, best in show, show baby, yep. show baby, show, show baby, baby, softest baby, baby, Sheep. piggy baby, gourd baby, gourd baby. <laughs> Fair enough. Is there another verse? Or is no, it that's just it. That's okay, it. cool. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> you're my best in show. Yeah. You're my prize winning entry. I it's think lovely. it's kind of cute, right? It's very cute. Yeah. Blue like Ribbon it. Piggy. Well, we might have a first in song salad history here on our hands. Oh, no. I really don't like the music I've made. Oh, no. <laughs> so I might just scrap it and go with something completely new. Wait, really? Yep. Why? What happened? I just don't like the groove. I don't, I don't think it's like upbeat enough. And I like decided to commit to it when I created all the other elements. And I just don't like it. Oh, so, oh no so what i can do is tell you the types of elements that will be involved and when i go back and rewrite the music <laughs> i will <laughs> throw in the actual examples here okay so we know there's got to be a beat right yes so there's good. an electronic drum beat that's laying it all down here's that beat Okay. That, that's what it sounds like. Uh, great. <laughs> Pretending it sounds great. There is bass. And in this case, I'm going with a synth bass rather than a acoustic bass or an electric bass. So this is a bass line for you. Here is some guitar that I've added in in the chorus. I'm going to keep it out of the verse to keep the verse more spare. So here's the guitar. Makes sense. And I have some synthesizer and piano layers, too, because a lot of these songs have some kind of an acoustic instrument involved, like piano or strings or something, and I'm going to go with piano for this one. Uh, so here's piano and some synths. Is that it? That's, that's what I got. Okay. That's what I got. Okay. But, but I think your lyrics deserve a better song. Aw, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I give my song a, a yellow ribbon, which I'm assuming is bad. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Blue is best, right? Yeah. And yellow is like the opposite. Orange is the opposite of blue. Yeah, yellow is similar to orange. Okay. <laughs> um, wait, so talk me, just like peel back the curtain for a second. Okay. Did you just, you picked a groove and then you felt like, oh, I just mm -hmm. got to get on with it. So I should just commit to this. Yes. That's what happened. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's just, it's too laid back is my problem. And I need to like swap out the groove completely to make it less laid back. Okay. 
but I want it to be more like upbeat and poppy and and fun. And right now it's not fun. I think it's too mature. Ah, well, there's your problem. <laughs> this cow's too old and it needs to be put down. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. I can't believe us being too mature is actually a problem on this show. On this episode? Yeah. It is. Yeah. So I'm just as excited as you, listener, to find out what this song is going to sound like. Oh, boy. All right. Here we go. I think we should call it You're My Best in Show. I think so, too. And here we go. Uh, all right. This is You're My Best in Show. A teen pop song. About the Canterbury A&P show. A agricultural festival in New Zealand. By Shannon and Scott. Ooh, meet me at the fair where we just don't care. Meet me by the goat pen, tell me that you're mine. Girl, I can't just be friends, gotta give me a sign. Give you a sign. Circuses and gumboots can't distract from my plan. Girl, you know you're too cute, wanna be your man. A hundred thousand strangers, a couple thousand cows. But through it all, I've got my eyes on you. From the arena to the mangers, I'll beat back the crowds to make sure the world knows what I do. You're my prize winning entry. Make my heart go whoa. You're record breaking gold. Softest sheep that I know. You're the blue ribbon pig. Six years in a row. I'm giving you a blue ribbon. Oh, thanks. And you want to check out that goat? Yeah, let's put a fountain. Teens love goats. We're teens. We're totally teens. Okay. What? So, tell the people how you fixed your music. I, I took the tempo up about 15 BPM. Yeah, that's literally all he had to do. <laughs> the drama queen over here. I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And then you turned the tempo up and you're like, oh, that's good. Yeah, my, my heart was beating 15 <laughs> BPM faster than the song all along. <laughs> but it turned out good. It turned out poppy and fun and the vibe I wanted. I loved it. <laughs> I really loved it. And I also loved doing the I'm a Barbie girl voice. <laughs> yes, yes. The teen voice. Yes. Yeah. We, I mean, gosh, we could really go and blend in with the youths, you know? Yeah. I, I think uh, we fit right in. And I also think that, you know, really, if you listen to that song, it sounds like it belongs in a musical about teens <laughs> rather than <laughs> the radio. <laughs> Doesn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. That is a radio ready edit. <laughs> A musical about teens by Shannon and Scott. Oh, should we, we write? It. Should we do this? Sure. Musical about teens. Yeah, there's one scene where they go to this agricultural fair. Excellent. And then another scene where um, I don't know what else do teens do? They they vape and go to the hospital for a mysterious <laughs> lung disease. Yeah. Gosh. Hey guys, don't vape. Yeah. If you started vaping, put a pause on that. Yeah. Vaping, agricultural fairs, sitting in your friends' basements for a really long oh, time. Oh yeah, 
Love that. Yeah. That was a good time. Yeah. All yeah. those times. Um, you know, I was thinking about Tide Pods. Oh, um, okay. So it's, you know, it was never really true that teens were doing this. It was kind of like made up on the internet to scare parents. That they were eating Tide Pods. Yeah. Yeah. But it's turned into a thing now with liquor. What? Um, Glenn Levitt, the scotch manufacturer, yeah. has just released Whiskey Pods. Oh. Yes. I saw those on Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a real thing. They have different types of whiskey that are in like basically like thin versions of Tide Pods and you put like the whole thing in your mouth and it like dissolves Dissolves. into whiskey in your mouth. This doesn't seem good. No, and it (laughs) looks very large. Yeah. And it's like, it's like two shots of whiskey just in a pod that just goes on your mouth and you're just like, oh God, oh. Yeah, I don't want to have... I don't want to be holding my mouth full of something <laughs> and then to be anxiously awaiting it to burst. <laughs> like that seems. And then when it does, it's like whiskey that I have no choice. Like I only just straight up just whiskey. Swallow it. And like yeah. that's not good. No. And I feel like the first time you or I tried this, we'd be like, all right, the pod's going in the mouth, and you just wait a second, and then it's just like and you spit the whole thing out yeah there is no way okay how do we get a hold of these and do like a facebook live or something for our for our vegetarians in the facebook group we have to but i'm sure that they're like limited supply and they're being snatched up snatched up right not by people who actually want them just by the novelty seekers yeah i don't i don't get it because anything that like is supposed to just like pop open in your mouth Mm. it just you just stop having a choice as to how you enjoy it (laughs) and like i I don't like that idea like if i am having a really nice whiskey i want to sip it yeah right right and i don't want to swallow it all at once in one gulp right i think the wildest part about this is the fact that it is glenn levitt and it's whiskey yeah rather than it being like I don't know, some kind of company that makes like canned uh, kamikaze shots yeah, or, or something. Yeah, or like raspberry vodka right. twist or something. Just something that's like an actual sweet shot where if it just happens to appear in your mouth, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll swallow it. <laughs> that's my philosophy. Uh- <laughs> Wow, yeah, there's a lot of uh, context that can be taken out of these conversations about things popping in your mouth. I know, really terrifying that we're putting this out on the internet. Um, Have we talked about bag milk? (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Uh, Okay, so I know that this is a thing in Canada, but that they sell milk in like big bags at grocery stores. Okay. But in elementary school where I lived... uh, I, I moved as a kid in the elementary school of where I live. Yeah, where my parents and I squatted uh, with our <laughs> nomadic rambling tribe. No, but at my first elementary school where I went um, K through second grade, they had bagged milk instead of cartons of milk. Uh-huh. And it would be like a little pillow full of milk. How would you drink this? You would hold it steady on the <laughs> on the table. Then you take a sharp straw like a Capri Sun and you just pop it in and then you drink Uh out of it. Okay. 
and like you had to like slay your own milk like you had to like <laughs> hold it down and jab the straw in it's like i claim this milk for ireland yeah exactly <laughs> and and then like you know everyone had to be taught how to do it because it was very easy to then like shoot the milk all over yeah the place. of course it would be yeah like much were, easier sounding than a capri sun even yeah they were very delicate things Jeez. but yeah we had white milk and chocolate milk pouches Jeez. yeah i remember there were large milk pouches like inside those milk dispenser machines in college in the yeah. cafeteria yes and, like you know they have that like a hotel brunch buffet too you know yeah yeah but that's the only bagged milk i've ever seen yeah they were they were like really fun and they would be like it would be like a whole cooler full of just like pillows of milk that you just like That's reach so in and strange. get it, it seems cool. so dangerous for I the know. elementary school kids <laughs> i know i can't believe that they let us have those but apparently like, i'm sure they were like cheaper or like less packaging i don't know something huh yeah well tell us what you want to drink in <laughs> pillow pouch or tide pod form uh you can share this information with us on facebook in our group uh song salad podcast the produce section or on twitter at song salad cast this outro really got away from us sorry everyone uh you can also join our patreon donors um if you'd like to donate two dollars five dollars or ten dollars a month that's patreon.com slash song salad you can also rate and review us on itunes or wherever you listen to us it really helps us get noticed yes thank you you can follow us on instagram at song salad podcast they can recommend us to a friend also. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> Until next week. I'm Shannon. And I'm Scott. And this has been Song Salad. Eat, Eat your prize winning vegetables. Two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>